previously on AFTN. AFTN. I didn't know the clothes were coming off, Michael. There's no one here to see me tonight, apart from you two. Avert your eyes, Steve. Everybody, what a wonderful day it is. Welcome to another episode of the AFTN Soccer Show. There's still time on CITR Radio 101.9 FM. Broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of Beautiful. Yo, Carl Robinson, you're back again. If you do this again, I'm not sure what Steve we'll is doing friends. here. Does Steve know what he's doing here? No, I never stopped the thing. It's your favorite oh. song. Totally an accident there. I never stopped the thing. We you said all, it was never going to get played we, again. We can just start over. We can. I don't want to. I'll just keep that in. Anyway, <laughs> British Columbia. I thought I deleted that off the thing. <laughs> to guess. The, the reason I'm in a good mood is it's the season is officially over. For somebody. We can finally have our end of season show. Not for the Whitecaps, we're still alive, but Toronto! <laughs> the end of the road for TFC. I now don't think Toronto has a has a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and they were eliminated by two Canadian teams yesterday. Yes, no, no, so double, oh, double, guess, double, yeah. double, double whammy. What a an unexpected win, I think for me anyway. I I genuinely did not see this coming at all. I know you just kept saying it every yeah. week. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. We well, we all said it. We said Toronto was going to be the giveaway points. The, those yeah. were, like when, the three, four weeks mm. ago when we talked about the run-in or whatever. I, I do kind of regret going on Radio Cascadia during the week and going. Of course, we're not going to win that. Did you not see the game in August? <laughs> yeah. Well, what do I know about football? That's why. Yeah, I, that's I, why I'm on the radio. No, and the th- but the thing is, there's there, TFC had every opportunity to win that, and they just. They, they really didn't come out and play, if you think of it, especially in that first half. Mm. Yeah, they were poor. Yeah. Oh, I guess we should say, I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Adamizenheimer. I'm all out of whack, because it, it's Thanksgiving today. Yeah. Got a case of the turkey trots. We might have our, our favourite turkey well, gobbler on the show later on. Well, you need oh. to run out with Poss- Possibly. Okay. Don't have a lot of audio to, to time that, but we'll, we'll see. I had I, some great turkey today. I'm having some more tomorrow. I'm not having any Thanksgiving thing until tomorrow. Oh, okay. I'm going out for Thanksgiving lunch. I'm having to delay it, though. BC team, BCT, Rovers, Tigers, United are in the Challenge Trophy final. Is it Sulzman on that team? He is, yes. Oh, yeah, I figured. So I had to delay my, my Thanksgiving lunch. 
My wife is very understanding. She knows football comes first. <laughs> Everything is football with me. Even in the bedroom. I make a change ends at half time. <laughs> Everything what? is football related with me. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> oh, man. And that was why we spent our Saturday watching football galore. TFC Whitecaps. Oh, did you watch Impact too before? I fast forwarded through that. Oh. Then I went to VMSL game. I just put that on and then we. I, had to, I, watched, I watched it much later because I was in America while the game was going on. Ooh, look at you, Mr. Yeah. Jet Setter. Yeah. Mm. Spend an hour and a half in line. <laughs> oh, see, not worth it just to get cheap gas. Craig Dalrymple had his first full week with the team. And this was the result. Yeah. Showing you it was not the players all along, it was the coaching staff. Is yeah. it? Is no, no, no. What we no, take no. from that? No. 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 Uh, there, there were some more than questionable coaching decisions in that game. I'm sure we'll come to some of those, <laughs> yeah. especially the text you sent me during it. Yeah. Did we see much different, though, from the Robo era of late to what was on display on, on Saturday? I mean, what, what do you put that wind down they, to? They were pushing forward quite more, a lot more. I thought they were a lot more attack minded. Yeah. I. I this is maybe a callback to earlier in the Robo era, but I do like how it appears that they lined up 4 1 4 1. Yeah. I think that really helped. The first like time that. he did 4 1 4 1, I think it was against Portland, and it really had a good effect. That was last year, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Didn't really seem to help possession, though, because it was no. 61 to 39. Well, they scored early, so that the, uh, well, yeah, essentially they gave up possession yeah. at that point. Yeah, to soak it up like the gravy in my dinner yeah. that I'll be having tomorrow. Well, we'll do our, our goals roundup first of all. Didn't take long for us to get excited. 1-0. Four minutes in. Russell Tybert's first goal for over five years. Is it the first one since the Brace? Yeah. Those were his first two. This is... Yep. Oh, man. I said that. I said that when he scored. I well, was like, I think he might not have scored since the Brace against LA. Well, there, So we're talking five and a half years. Yeah. It's a long time. He didn't get very many opportunities. Uh, sometimes it was because of his own play uh, during over those five years. Like, he didn't get on the pitch yeah. very much. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So some of those seasons he played last. Year. And I was going to say, well, it's taken him so long, but that is one of the. And, and then when he got on the pitch, they always he always played so deep. He never got forward. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, the coaching four, yeah, four, four, one, one, four, one. one. It was he just looked like a completely different yeah. player out there. Yeah, and got to to give a wonderful hat tip to Jordi Reyna for that no look pass that yes, played him through. Totally, that was that was nice. That could be one of our passes of the year. And for Russell, like you, I don't know if you saw on his social media after, but like no. just so thank you know. I think going and playing there for him is always special because yeah. he grew up in Niagara Falls. Well, did he, he had, score his two goals with his parents in town? They were in town. So yes. essentially, we need his parents yeah. all the way. All the no, time but around. they've been here a bunch of other times he's oh, played. But, okay. but um, no, like he he just sent out a picture. Like there was a box of like I think his family and friends in, in the stadium, and uh, yeah, he you could just you could just tell he was up for it. Yeah, totally, and it, you could kind of tell the whole team was up for it, which was great, and. I mean, TFC had the better chances for the rest of the first half. and Marinovic kind of had, came up a bit. Yeah. Which, which is a bit what Big. Steve said, score effect, right? Yeah. yeah. Cats never really felt threatened, though. But then, from nowhere, Daniel Henry, a nightmare, again, against his old team. Like, he's an experienced Canadian international. You've got to know. You yeah. cannot slide in with your arms flailing about as if you're in some garage <laughs> forecourt trying to sell cars. Yeah, I, that's what I thought, too. When I, Like, you know the stuff that Bailey has? When yeah. she comes out of the... That's exactly what it is, those arms Ooh. flailing around with air going in them. Yeah. yeah. It was unfortunate. <laughs> I, but that, that is one word. 
I, I, I won't tell you what I was screaming at the TV because I don't want to mark this explicit, really, straight off the bat. And, and there was no reason. I don't. I don't see, no, there I, wasn't. The reason to dive, even, yeah. let alone put your arms out. It's like, stand if, up. If he just uh, stood up and got in the way of the, the, the attacker, whoever, Vasquez, I yeah. think it was. Chapman. Uh, oh, it's Chapman? Okay. So, uh, yeah. And I think they're both from the same city, too, Brampton. I think because of that, I think the, it, it doesn't make sense. He feels like he's trying too hard all the time. It seems like yeah. It. I, I ever since the own goal, especially, he seems to always want to just get in there. I, I just I don't know what was going on. I I really appreciate Danielle, and I know you didn't like him before he came here. Hmm. Uh, then he started I liking. I started to like him. Now he doesn't like yeah. him. No, but, <laughs> but the thing I think this is why he's back in MLS, right? Like he he is a player with great potential. He has some great tools, some great abilities. He's a center yep, back great with, too. With, with with pace. He's good. he can get in the air, play well in the air. He's not bad with the you know with passing whatever. But one of the things that he has struggled at is moments of loss of concentration or focus mm. or, or or just which is what I had remembered him from right. previously. And everyone was like, "Oh no, no, he's a different player. He's shaking that now." It it it's hot. And he I, has, again, I appreciate. Him. I think for the most of the season, he had shaken that. It's just like after the he own goal, he leads MLS in penalties given away. How many five is, penalties he's given but away. But most of them are in the later parts of the year. I think. Wait, right? so we have someone who's leading the league in something? Yeah, no, that's not bad actually. Top of the league bonuses. Oh, maybe he's on a. He might be on a bonus from yeah. TFC, but. <laughs> but yeah, I so I I felt really when it happened. I was just like, oh man, he's gonna. He's going to come in for all the criticism. Yeah. I was getting media. ready to go out, so I just kind of had it in half an eye. And I, initially, I thought it was Kendall. And then, so the replay is like, oh. And I was immediately thinking about the text that I <laughs> I sent you. Or, but we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. But thankfully, parity did not remain for long. And then, I mean, Kai Kamara. Doing what Kai Kamara does. 14th MLS goal of the year. 17th Whitecaps goal of the year in all competitions. Couldn't really miss. I think I would have put that one in. Well, didn't he make? Didn't he make the keeper? Yeah, did it? Didn't he go through his legs? I don't know. I can't. I can't tell from the angle. I just think it was an easy side footed. Yeah, tapping. Really, he just and he, he just kept his foot on. Like there's a term in hockey where you keep your stick on the ice mm. and just wait for the pass to deflect it through. That's exactly what he did. But you, you he still just kept have, his you foot. Still have to finish it. Yeah, you have to finish it. Yeah. missed that before. Oh, oh, we but have. he didn't. Yes. But he didn't do too much. He just had to keep his foot there, and he just took the pass off it. Um. Uh, obviously, it was a nice setup from from Jordan. Much How, lovely. However, Haglund. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what well, I was going to say. Frozen. Yeah, if, if, if that was if that was a Vancouver player, you would be howling at yeah. the poor. Marking. I was howling. Yeah, different kind of howling. But yeah. and and, and uh, I, I know probably people aren't going to like this, but Breck Shea with a nice play where I don't know who the other you shut guy, your mouth, Steve. He, the, who the, I don't I know who the, it wasn't him in front of the goal. I, I don't know who. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, but yeah. but what he did was he created space for Kamara. By staying, uh, making a run at that other defender behind Kamara. I know the defender yeah. was like, hey, yeah. this guy might be a danger, and went with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, so, and so Kamara was able to get space because that yeah. guy couldn't go to Kamara and try yeah. to beat him out at it. And Hanglin, for some reason, just stopped. stopped. <laughs> he just stopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. I don't know if he was trying to uh, get him off side trap or something. Well, let's be honest, a lot Considering much was right by the headline, right it didn't sense, make sense so, at all. Yeah. Before we get into like, our good, bad, and ugly, well, I'll play... Craig Dalrymple's audio. I haven't got Greg Vanny's. He much. still has a job, right? For now. We'll come to that. Anyway, here's Craig Dalrymple. 
The rent's too high, the air's unclean, the beaches are dirty and the people are mean, and the women are big and the men are dumb, and the children are loopy because they live in a slum. The water is polluted and the mayor's a dork, they dress real bad and they think they're New York and Toronto. I thought we deserved it. Um, we built on the performance from last week. We corrected a few things that we, we, we knew we could do better, and we executed. I'm really proud of the boys because uh, they believed, um, came in at halftime, 1-0 up, and, and they still weren't happy. They wanted, they wanted more, and they wanted to, to fix a few things that weren't quite right in the first half, and they did, and they full deserving for the win. You talked about the play of Russell Fabry. He's obviously been more advanced, and today popping in a goal first team. Yeah, I'm pleased for him. He's playing in front of some of his family and friends, and I don't know what's the first time he scored for, for a few seasons now, So, and he deserved it. What a great penetrating run, a great first touch, and, and we see that a lot in training, and it's now come alive in the game, so I'm proud for him. Please, Ben. You just talked about the partnership with Ali and Rainey and Russell. They seem to be controlling the Yeah, we, I think we've got uh, good balance in there now. Uh, even the boys that came in, Machi and Felipe, um, they added something when they came in. Uh, so, yeah, really, really balanced midfield. And, and I think it frustrated Toronto a little bit. Um, and they kind of they looked like they're out sorts for, for a little bit in the game. We took advantage of that. So. Tough giving up the goal on the penalty, but uh, good character shown with the guys scoring back and getting the win. Yeah, three penalties in two games. It's not a great statistic, but... Uh, that was probably the only way they were going to score because we were blocking shots, we were we were denying opportunities, we were frustrating them around the box. We defended the box really well, um, and just unlucky for Daniel there. He had his hand up, and you know, uh, so but we responded perfectly well. Steph made a number of key saves, particularly in the first half, to talk yeah. about how important that was. Yeah, no, Steph. Uh, he's been working with Reagan now for the last week or so, and he's worked a little bit on his on his belief and confidence and. He was due a big performance and he gave us one tonight. Um, I told him now after the game and even again, I was speaking to him after the match and he wanted more. He thought we could have done better. So again, that kind of belief and confidence is growing in the group, which is, which is pleasing. Is there any extra, being uh, two Canadian teams in the rivalry, is there any extra motivation to come in here to Toronto's stadium sure. and knock them out of the playoffs? Absolutely, yeah. I just said that to the boys. We've knocked them out and we're still alive. So extra special. I can't remember the last time we won as a club in, in Toronto. Um, Maybe Nathan would know, but 2016. Okay, so it's been a, been a couple of seasons, and again, full value for the win. There was there was a lot of uh, personal wrongs to right today, and uh, and the Canadian boys that played today were, were outstanding. But just to reiterate what Craig Dalrymple said, we put TFC out of the playoff contention. Extra special. And um, that, that game that they won a couple of years ago, you were at that game, right, Zach? Yeah, the 4-3. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. I was really happy for Craig Dalrymple to at least get one win. I was a bit worried that he was going to have this run of games and not get a, a win with the first team. Just because I've known Craig for so long, I really like the guy, and I'm just really pleased that, that he got that response from the players. Now, now, if they win all out, like straight through, like win all their games, yeah. they, they'll be actually four and one. He could be the most winning against uh, uh, Whitecaps Ooh. coach ever, <laughs> if you think of it. I talked about this last week. Zach was like, "No, no, 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 no." I, I genuinely think Greg Vanny. You not, think? Are you yeah. saying you're no, hearing? No, I, well, no, I do not. I'm hearing think, myself I don't, say it. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's that's. Have you happen. seen TFC Twitter today? Brutal. <laughs> 
Oh, who is it? The fans? Yeah. Oh, like, do you have something saying that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once the fans turn, you know what it's like. Actually, the crowd was horrible yesterday, but it was rain. Yeah. It was bad weather. 23 plus thousand plus, apparently. But it didn't look yeah, like the it. the tickets sold. Yeah. Yeah, when you have a stadium that's not weatherized and you're outside, you're on the waterfront. And it's the last chance for them to see Alfonso Davies in MLS. Oh, yeah, that, that you would expect look, maybe. Argo's stadium is <laughs> it's not built for soccer. Yeah. So you just have to kind of put up <laughs> too with much that. sand. Yeah, Michael, Michael, sand. Michael. And then and then the uh, the Lions defeated the Argos. That was that joke. FC. That joke was more appropriate than your last one. TFC were awful for. Well, for weeks they did well last week though against New England, which is why I didn't think. I but again, give... second half it happened, not the first half. Yeah, they were tough in the but first they half. just seemed so out of sorts. And for a game, they had they knew they had to win. Well, uh, honestly, this, uh, that's what I was thinking about, Steve. When when the early goal went in, I was just like, oh no, is this going to ignite them like it did against uh, New England? But not, yeah, yeah. But who cares about TFC? Let's look at our good, bad, and ugly on the good side. It was great to see the players give a response. It would have been easy for their heads to go down. I was a bit concerned that some of them had possibly checked out. I'm still a little bit concerned a couple of them may have. But Dalrymple talked about it there. They seem to show belief. Yep. And I genuinely feel that they, they, they do believe they can get into the, the playoffs. Especially going for the attackers. The attackers really showed a lot yesterday yeah. like, in the way they well, went. You have to, though, right? Yeah. Like you. Ha- yeah, but it would be easy to check out. If you think, I'm not going to be back here next year. It's just human nature that part of you kind of... And Checks you're thinking, oh, I got I got enough video my agent can put together yeah. to get in a job somewhere else. <laughs> oh, man. I just got to get a good rap song. <laughs> Tybert had an excellent all-round game. Apart uh, from the goal, I thought he was excellent. We touched upon him getting forward. Yeah. One of his best games as a white cap. What about some of the other guys? Marinovic. Now, excellent. He put in the kind of performance that we've been needing from him and from a goalkeeper all season long. So, again, for you, Steve, that was like a clean sheet, right? A one that's goal definitely from a clean a sheet. Mm. A penalty, yeah, that's a yeah. clean sheet. Had a lot of strong Stamp saves. Craig Dalrymple mentioned he'd been working hard with, with Regan, Regan Hall, the yep. go- new goalkeeper coach. Maybe it's the coaching change again. Maybe it's the coaching that, that's brought that out of him. I thought also, I thought the subs were good. Um, no, when whoa, the, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought uh, much. <laughs> Let's back the fun train up. <laughs> much was a good substitution. Yeah, much was uh, a good sub. Yeah, who else was it? Um, Zach has an issue with yeah. Swansea getting the, taken off. Th- that was like uh, th- that was uh, a very poor decision, in my opinion. You have a team that goes down to we, ten men, and you take off. Do you know the full reason why he was taken off? Maybe he was feeling something. See, I, I, he, he was knocked over in the neck a couple, couple of times. Of knocks in the first half. So yeah, he takes a, he takes multiple knocks every game. So maybe his neck was sore. Maybe he yeah. needed to be taken no. off. You, until we know the full story, we don't know. Yeah, but uh, okay. So based on what we know, Steve, I thought it was a very poor coaching decision. I'm thinking we won the game. Good decision. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, we were winning. We you, were winning. Steve. We were winning the game, and then gave up. And then gave up a goal. And your best player, your best overall player, your most, uh, your most, your biggest threat is now off the pitch. And that's the why. And, and, and that's why I say there's a reason why they took him off. Yeah. There's got to no, be a reason why. No, I no. think because so why too. would you do that? No, I don't think so. He might have been fatigued. Maybe it was something in that French uh, thing he did that uh, yeah. told him oh, to take he, Davies off. It was all the press he's had to do for being oh, the man, number one in the twenty-two oh, under twenty-two. That was like like I said to you. And TSN I, I had like him for a whole day. I think. That that could have like that could that could have been the match. Could have been if it wasn't for it Nick. Wasn't. If it wasn't for Nick Anglin, that would have been the match. The Queen had ball should be the king. Oh, not that again. Yep. I thought Watson had a bit of a poor outing. 
not terrible, but I no. don't think he was like as commanding as he maybe should Are, are been. we already in the bad? Yeah. We, we missed some of the good, I think. Well, what, what other goods? How, what do you think the fullbacks then? Yeah, I thought they were not bad. So very they were, high. So that means they were good. They're for good. Yeah. Narinsky certainly I thought Reyna was obviously good. Did uh, I thought he had a good, good Another thing we may or may not know. <laughs> do we know why Brett, Le- Brett Levi's came off at the end? Was that just. I'm going to say cramps again. <laughs> I'm thinking just precaution. I know it was the end of the game at least. Yeah, that they but, wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to go down and just yeah. get the sub done. That's what I'm thinking. Because he did take that knock. It wasn't just cramp. He kind of went right. down after a knock, which maybe kind of led to cramp. But what, what did you think of Kendall? I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was that that bad. Uh, uh, or sorry, I didn't think he was as bad as you did. Um, like I'm trying to think of instances where I just didn't I d- seem. He doesn't seem to be in the game. Mm. Really? Mm. I, yeah. I would disagree with that. But but then again, I don't think there was very many opportunities for him to get yeah, into the maybe, game. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Because of the way TFC was attacking, they weren't. They were attacking a lot wide. They weren't attacking in the middle too much. They were getting passed through the mid- into the middle, but not through the middle. Another bad stroke, ugly thing for me was, where was this fight a few games ago in these home games against Dallas and Seattle? I know they played well against Seattle, but they didn't get the job done. And against Dallas, we needed more, and we didn't get it. LA, we needed a lot more than we saw and didn't get it. And then all of a sudden, when their backs are to the wall, they grind out a performance like this. And And... Or maybe we'll get this later. And now their destiny is in their own hands. It is. That's that's a bit of a scary thought. Everyone's destiny is in their own hands. I feel, but that's, well, you, that's just how I look at life. Oh, okay, free will kind of thing. Yeah. All right. I'll give the ugly. The penalties obviously yeah. were horrendous. Three stupid penalties in the last two matches. And two of you- them. By Donnell the Donkey Henry. And you, and you said he's le- obviously, like you said before, he's leading the league in five. Yes. Five, so. It's nice to be first in something. It's, For me, you have I, to drop him now. Well, what were you going to say? I was going to say it, it's inexcusable. <laughs> it's inexcusable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, did Steve just make fun of you? <laughs> Uh, I'm just, I'm just having a laugh. You know that Steve can't pronounce words very well. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, that was funny. For me though, I kind of feel we have to drop him. Yeah, I, I want. Well, they're gonna, they are going to drop him. There's going to be a hot mod probably in the next game because he won't be available. They're playing the night before in Toronto. Oh yeah, actually true. Yeah. Oh, Kendall's done yes. too. We'll talk about that. Yes. <laughs> then he loses his place and then doesn't get it back for the rest of the season. <laughs> So Mond and Aha yeah. will be the, the two going forward for SKC, barring some time travel or teleportation <laughs> machines. Yeah. I'm not sure what. And then another one I thought was giving, almost giving up the points after going up a man. Like they basically yeah. the other two right. goes yeah. down when, down. They, when they took off their best player. Like when, yeah. when Vanderbilt went, when Vanderbilt went off. But when, it was all, that was coming. I, I tweeted was actually, out that that was coming. I know. I, I saw your tweets, but I was like, no, no, no. Don't give him the red. <laughs> keep, keep, keep him, keep him <laughs> decline, decline it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay 11 where you love. Better decline. If they could decline, that's funny. First down. Yeah. But we, we seem to struggle. I don't know what it is. It's something we need to work on for next season. Again, taking off your best player probably doesn't help with that. Mm. You've got to be in your bonnet about that. No, I mean, that. I just... Yeah. And unless something comes out like you guys are suggesting, yeah, then I, I, it, does, it makes yeah. no sense. Last thing for me, 
in the ugly side was the TSN commentary. That was so skewed and biased. Now, I commentate on UBC games and TSS Rovers. Even I'm less biased in those games. So you mean skewed and biased towards Toronto? Towards Toronto. Oh, okay. I mean, it was all, oh, Toronto season's going to be done. Toronto need to do this. Toronto, you know, never mind the fact that the Whitecaps, a Canadian team, are winning and actually boosting their their own hopes. I think something might have been said to them at half time because the second half was very different. Well, okay. I wasn't uh, fully engaging with the commentary because I was watching and hanging out with my with my son playing a board game, um, <laughs> which was great. The board game. Uh, but the, the not, part... Not the hanging out with your son, but you hate that, don't you? Oh, no, no. That's great. Oh. But, but you're not allowed. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounds odd. That's, odd. that's a callback joke. Yeah. <laughs> that's a callback joke. It's not joke. a court order. Yeah, it's not a... No, so I... Uh, you got. You have to remember. I think with with uh, the TSN broadcast always that they are. That if you, you think they're favoring one, obviously they live there, all that kind of stuff. Well, but also, it's also part of the TFC he, coaching team and the academy. I think whatever. But the the bigger thing is there are also the MLS Cup holders. I know that is right? a big story. That is that like, they're that they're good, that they're got booted out of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I so I think that by merits. another Canadian team. <laughs> there you go. I just thought it was terrible. Anyway, that's me. I thought you were going to say that there was like a post-game interview with Russell T. I didn't see this time. No, I was really surprised, though, because KJ yeah. did speak to Craig Dalrymple just after halftime, and he didn't ask him about Robo's sacking. Oh. I thought he was keeping it to the end of the match, but apparently not. Yeah, Anyway, we will be back with some more chat after this. Hello, it's Kai Kumar, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. To those masters of industry, toilet makers extraordinaire, Armitage Shanks. They, they don't get enough I'll, thanks, I feel. I'll take your word for it. I mean, with the abuse that we give them, toilets, wonderful. <laughs> oh, you think thanks to the toilets? Yeah. The oh, thing, I, I got confused there. Thanking Armitage Shanks for building the toilets. Sultans of Ping there. The song didn't have Irish subtitles. Band. song didn't have subtitles, so uh, it was hard to yeah. understand. Zach's just staring blankly at me. He usually does. You're back listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio. 101.9 FM, which is waiting to see if Steve played any music accidentally <laughs> while I was doing no, 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 oh, okay. okay. this, is, this is yours, anyway. <laughs> okay, we're, we're good. But yeah, it is Thanksgiving weekend. We talked a little bit about it in the first part. What football things, apart from the win, what football things are you most thankful for right now, Zach? Obviously oh, not man. Bayern. They're not doing very well. Oh, man, it's really bad. Do you think Robbo's holding out for the Bayern job to continue Fonzie's development there? I don't I don't think so. Mm. But uh, White, I think with the Whitecaps, or like with football stuff, like in general for me, uh, like what am I most thankful for? I'm thankful for, 
yeah, the relationships I've made through it, like, I mean, not to sound all sappy, but I mean, <laughs> Steve's rolling his eyes, but no, like, I mean, even just like you guys, like hanging out, like, you oh. know, we, you know, um, and you know, people, I and, love you, man, <laughs> you know, but the people in like, uh, different parts of the community, whether it be supporters or, you know, players and coaches, people, who, you know, do it, some of the administration, you know, in the in the, the lower mainland or in our country. Um, yeah, I'm, that's the thing I'm most thankful for. I'm, sl- I'm really thankful for Slambo once telling me about the uh, <laughs> the definition of a three-ball uh, center back. Hmm. It says a bit of a freak of nature. Yeah. Extra testosterone, I imagine, they'll go in through him. No, it's a, it's about a, it's about a, a central defender that plays the ball between their legs. They, they don't play in front of themselves. Oh, they yeah. get it tangled up. So that's why it's a three ball center huh. back. Also thankful for stuff like the emergence of the Canadian national team. Uh, the way it's uh, going. I think they've been around for a while. No, the the the, the, the reemergence. Sorry, oh. I should say the reemergence. I apologize. And then obviously the emergence of uh, Canadian Premier League. Yes. Oh yeah, that's a good. The one. continuing yeah. one. No. Alfonso Davies, we have to be thankful for the joy he's given us this season. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's been good. CPL makes me think of friendships too. And the money. He's given us money. Well, not us, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe we've got some kind of unknown signing bonus. Yeah. The White Cats are clearly going to be thankful that they're still in the playoff mix. They're eighth, but destiny is in their own hands. Is it? Well, yeah, it's oh. actually. They're only three points off the last playoff spot. With a game in hand. They do have a shittier goal difference, but we'll ignore that for now. They could go on some wild goal-scoring streak. RSL have two games left. They're in 46 points. LA Galaxy have two games left. They're in 45 points. We have three games left. We're in 43 points. Now, this is where this gets a bit complicated. No, it doesn't. If the Whitecaps win... If the Whitecaps win all three games, then they're in. Three wins, we're in. 100% guaranteed, 52 points. A win and a draw versus KC and LAFC and a win over Portland gives us 50 points and guarantees us a spot if the Galaxy draw or lose one of their two remaining games, which is Minnesota away. And that's on turf. Yeah. Zlatan will not be playing in that No. Well, he maybe feels he has to. Minnesota's also sold over 50,000 tickets for that, so it's going to be be a hostile atmosphere. He'll be tearing his ACL. Early in that game, if he mm. plays. <laughs> They've got Houston at home as well. I do fancy them taking six points from those two games, mm. though, which I think Don't be makes he, it if, if, he, if he does ACL there, we're going to have to start a new segment called Prophecy with Pander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. The Pander Prophecies. There you go. Two wins and a loss would give us 49 points, and that gets us in. If RSL draw or lose both of their two remaining games... And that's Portland and New away England. and New England at home. home. Then they don't play the last game. This one team doesn't get to play the final weekend and it's RSL. Yeah. So they get to sit back. Yeah, we'll no we'll decision day done. for them. No. We'll know what, what they've done though. One win and a draw would get us to 47 points. And that gets us in if RSL lose both of their remaining games. LA Galaxy draw or lose in both of their remaining games. And a pig flies over BC Place Stadium. <laughs> no, I can see. I can honestly see RSL losing both of their games. New England, while they're 
hit and miss sometimes. Mm. When they go on the road, they seem to always like they 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 they're really good against Western opponents. But RSL are good at home, albeit oh, well, I Portland. Watched, I watched the game yesterday. <laughs> they were very much I, in that until that second Portland goal. I then feel, they just came. I feel it's more likely that that. Uh, Zlatan will play on turf. Then, yeah. Then uh, Arsenal won't win at home against uh, New England. I think it's more likely that Zlatan will play on turf than the Whitecaps will win three matches down the stretch here. No, I don't see I, that. I, I, think, I genuinely I think so. can't I see us so. getting anything in I, LA. I can see us winning, getting two out of three results. Well, that I said results. That, um, but that, that but brings us to this KC game. Exactly. This is the this is the big problem. Yeah, and we'll talk more about it next Sunday, obviously, yeah. in the build up to it, but. We've got so many players away. So who's out? Is uh, we got Ty- Tybert's away? Yeah, Davies and Henry's away. Henry. Davies, Davies away. away. Now they play the day before. Yes. They could technically fly back. Yeah, maybe they only but, play a half. But do you really, do you really want a, a footballer who's flown on a red eye or flown back that morning? If it's Davies or Henry, if it's uh, Tybert, I would take Davies. Sorry, I misspelled. I misspoke there. If it's Davies and Tybert, I do take them back. I think we've got cover for Tybert. Davies, I'd put There's him on the no bench. One. I'd like at least have him as a sub yeah. option. You've got Kendall. That way he away. doesn't get subbed off. True. Zach, Zach, is Zach happy will be then. happy. <laughs> Kendall's going to be away. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Blondell might be away. Dominguez might be away, but they don't really count. So no. That's not. So we have essentially no, okay, six. Jordi Reyna, though, is away it's with Perez. six. Yes. Kai Kamara, yes, depending on what happens yeah. with no, Sierra Kai Leone. Kai Kamara will not be playing. Well, Kai Kimahara might I'll not talk be about, away we'll with talk about more, Leone, no, we'll, ta- we'll talk about more of that in headlines. Yeah. But it could, it could get reversed. So. It could, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, might, they might sort things out in time and then he might be away and not be back. So they would be big, big losses, clearly. They would. It's like like half of your starting 11. Yes. Your key guys as well. Marinovic people, as well. I don't know if he's away with New Zealand or not. I didn't check that. But. No, I think Marinovic is still playing. I, I, they said eight. I, I remember seeing. Yeah, I've got players. eight in my head as well, and then I was like, "Oh," but I don't know if the eight was when they thought De Jong was possibly going or not. Anyway, no matter <laughs> what, we are losing yeah. a lot of players for this SKC game. That could be the killer game. I also won't be at the game because I just got a work international thing, a work thing. Yeah, oh. international duty for work. <laughs> I, I'll be there. Obviously, us loyal fans will be there, Steve. <laughs> as I mentioned at the start of the show, football comes first for me. <laughs> That may or may not still be in the show when folk listen to this in the podcast. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know you're only loyal if you wave a flag, though. Oh yeah, oh, I th- yeah, and and block people's views. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, I never said that. You're not a real fan unless you just, stop people. I just wanted that. to get him going on that. <laughs> Actually, I'm flags. away. I'm away at an ordination weekend, so I'm kind of or uh, retreat. No idea where that I'm is. really excited. I'm getting ordained. Oh, you're getting ordained. Yeah, that's what. As what do you mean? As what? I thought you already wear something. No, I'm not ordained though. Okay, I'm, you, th- this means nothing to me. Let's get back to. How about all the weddings you uh, did? Yeah, you. <gasps> are they not legal? No, they're okay. legal. Right. The longer that our playoff hopes drag on, the more we have to do the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, like, if they don't end until the LA game, or they don't end until the Portland game, obviously we don't want them to end. We want to get in the playoffs. I think we we do want to be in the playoffs. We want to give the opportunity to Portland to eliminate us from the playoffs. <laughs> we want to get to that last game at least. No, I want to get in the playoffs and make a run for the cup. Okay. Yeah, what are the dates? <laughs> but the longer that it goes on that we still have this sniff, yeah. we can't... Michael's got a sniff. We can't play some of these players that I want to see play because they'll stick with the 
the guys that we know. Yeah. KC is a game, though, that we could see the likes of Marvin Emnes. We're definitely going to oh, see... I about him. We're going to definitely <laughs> see Aha and Mond. Maybe Anthony Bladell comes in from the cold. No, I think it, I think uh, I think they should go four four two in that game um, because I don't think they have enough central midfielders that they want to put on the field. And I see that going like uh, you got Levi's, Norwiski, Mond, Aha, and then you go in the middle. You got Much and Felipe on the wings. You probably have to go Brekshe and Emnes or Teixeira, one of the two of the three guys, and then up front Hurtado and Camaro. Mm. I think mm. that's your starting uh, 11. You wouldn't put Ifibar is back in? Uh, no. No? No. Oh. Mm. I would. I meant Felipe. Worked so well early in the season. If we do play porn, I hope it's a Thursday game. But I like much. I want much. I, I, Not honestly, on Halloween. I still, Halloween. I still honestly believe that much, if he play, if he wasn't so injury-riddled, that he would, that they would be in a better position yeah. right now to make the playoffs. I'd, I'd like to have another look at much, but I just don't think... Playing on half your season on a turf pitch is like good for him. It's not conducive for him to have a career that is going to be long lasting. I just don't think it suits the injuries that he's had. So make make the most of him while we can. Well, he's not he's not here next year, no matter what, right? Oh, they can. No, he's not. He might here. say, I, lo- "I love it, yeah, mate." No, like that's a terrible. What they Jordan much the, the 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 money they're paying him is minuscule compared to what he is making. But we are rolling in Scrooge McDuck-style money right now. Yeah, no. I, I, the just, money I just picture Bobby showering himself in... <laughs> or diving into... $100 bills. Yeah, no. Yeah, diving into a pool of gold coins. Yeah, yeah there's, no, there's no way they're paying him what he's getting paid. No. But then it's whether anyone is going to pay him that kind of money now going forward. That, that's a valid question. So there's question. that as well. So he might... Just be happy with his... He, he loves living here. The search for a new coach is continuing, obviously. And there's some big news came out tonight. Not for the Whitecaps, but... We looked last week at who was in the frame for San Jose in their coaching search. One of the guys we didn't mention, because his name wasn't mentioned, was Matias Almeida. The 44-year-old Argentine... Played in two World Cups with the Argies. He was a nasty piece of business. He was. Central midfield, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tough tackling. Yes. To that's, a, politely. that's a kind way of saying <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. But he's done well as a manager. He's, he's managed River Plate, Banfield. Most recently, Shiva's Guadalajara. Had a lot of success in Mexico and won this year's Champions League. Right. It looks like he is getting unveiled as the Quakes manager on Monday morning. So by the time most folk hear this podcast, he's probably going to be the guy that is announced as it. That came from nowhere because his name seems to have shocked a lot of people tonight, especially Mexican fans. He was in the frame to to actually be in the run for the, the Mexican national team coaching job. I think this is a big coup, not just for the Quakes, but for MLS. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what players he maybe tempts with him as well from Chivas. Freeze up Mark DeSantos, though. Yeah. So, you're number one. That, you know, that w- it would be a huge signing for I think it shows he, some intent from the San Jose ownership yes. and, and say, he, this is who we, this he, is where we want to go. He could play Batman, too. He's got that jawline. Matias Almeida? Yeah. Mm. The Quakes put a picture out tonight of just the coach with San Jose in the back and hit the back of his head, and everyone knew it was him from his long, long hair. Long hair, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So everyone's getting really excited. It'd be hilarious if it's some bald guy in a wig. <laughs> but... Were you doing some work for them? Or? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I'm, I, am the, I like San Francisco, as you yeah. know. Yeah, so, we know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, should the, the Caps maybe look towards Mexico for a coach? Yeah, no. Juarez really worked well there, though. <laughs> I don't no, think they're yeah. going to get Effie as the coach. Assistant, maybe. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No? No. Is Mark DeSantos still the guy, then? He's obviously not going to the Quakes. Yeah, I, I think he's on. I think he's someone they're interested in. Yes, uh, Glass City have to mention this. I don't know where he got this from, but it's it's an interesting one just to talk about. He said that the Iceland or former Iceland boss, what was his name, Steve? <laughs> it was Heimer Hal Hal Grimson. Yeah, Jaime. Let's call him Jaime. <laughs> let's get things off on the right foot. Yeah. He has been like blue and white army. <laughs> <laughs> Hyman. Oh shit! Oh, That's what we say to him when we see him if we're Geordies. Hyman, how you doing? Anyway, Hymer. Well, all the all the all the supporters can be Hymans. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, look! Think of the tifo you could have, Zach. He was also a part-time dentist, so. See, that's I. I don't mind that because I do have a toothache. <laughs> Right, right now? No, yeah. Well, it's been coming and going here and there. <laughs> I don't have coverage. Michael doesn't provide it. So, <laughs> so uh, if he comes in, like, I'm, I'm happy to get some him to check it out. At if least. You, I'll fill your mouth. Uh, for right, you. right. Well, no. Oh man. The the one well, during a scrum, you know, you can ask him after the scrum. <laughs> can you just check? Hey, can out? you look at this? Open wide. Hi, Mark. Just what? Two questions. <laughs> one: Do you like a chocolate digestive? <laughs> two. And two. What is this Steve, thing? Steve here. <laughs> Have a look in his mouth, mate. Do, do you want a dentist in ch- charge of something like that? I mean, would you put a gardener in charge of, like, your coaching or something? Or soccer operations. Yeah. The, the one thing that is interesting... <laughs> the one thing that is interesting, um, beside what you just said, is that um, if this if this rumor is... If there's any truth to this rumor... It would, for me, uh, maybe this is a stretch. It would make sense of what what Bobby said recently about oh, feeling bad about letting Tater go too early. So he's just bringing another like, slide <laughs> yeah, guy yeah. in. That makes no sense. I don't know. I mean, he, he hasn't got a great history at club level, but he guided Iceland <laughs> to the Euros and the World Cup. He was, he was co-manager, and then he took over as the main manager. It, it would be out of left field, you've got to see. It would definitely be out of left field. Well, we have to play feels, more they Bjork. Did, but they did say they, 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 they're taking resumes from all over the world. Yeah. That's what they said, so. I, we'll I think it could be. I'm assuming resumes are actually coming in from all over the world. I think it could just be a confusion. Bobby said he was going to Iceland. Folk think we're getting him. It's really the frozen food chain over in the UK that he went to instead. That's one for the expats. They'll, they'll like that Yeah. One. That niche crowd. Yeah. <laughs> We, we have a few of them that listen. No, I'm sure that we do. I, I've explained before, I do a UK-themed soccer show for our Canadian audience. That's why we're listening to how many folks? Six just That's now, why you yeah. love their previous coaching staff. So. Yes, I know. I'll miss... Will Heimer like a chocolate digestive? No. What what do they, what do they eat in Iceland? Uh, herring? I don't know. Hmm. Pickled herring? Maybe. Anyway, let's move on. Do they dip it? No matter who the new coach is... We've talked about 
the team's going to probably get some kind of new identity or hopefully establish <coughs> an identity because we're not really sure what it was before. What should it be? What would you like it to be? It might not be the same thing, what you want and what it should be, but for the identity of the team, what do you think it should be? Well, I, I think the rhetoric they use is not bad. The idea, uh, we'll talk about this probably more later, but this idea of uh, a football club that produces, develops its, its own players from youth level to first team, it, it, it should be something that's a part of the identity. The problem is, the, again, like I said, it's rhetoric that they say publicly, but behind the scenes, it's it's uh, win so we can sell, right? And so what they say publicly doesn't really, you know, never really made itself the real identity of the of the club because it it didn't work with what the real heart of 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 the, you know behind what the people running things were were trying to do. I mean, in, in theory, I love. That idea, you bring on oh. the guys, you're attached to them, you watch them play in the academy, they move on to the first team, that's great. In reality, I don't know that you can realistically compete in MLS if that is your philosophy right now. That's a fair perspective. Well, yeah, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not bringing, like, yeah, if, if you're not going to use the three designated player spots uh, at what a true designated player is now, mm. which is 1.5 million, then you're... You're hamstringing yourself. You're 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 cutting yourself short, and so they're always going to struggle when, yeah. when that's their approach. And we know again, and we'll talk about it later, that they have they that's so they keep on the, the tune they keep on singing, and they keep on having their their people say. We got a comment left um, on the site after last week's show from David M. Um, he wondered how different post Robo time will be for the Whitecaps. Because Steve Nash made a number of comments in his interview last week that suggested that the Davies windfall money won't be spent on significant player acquisitions. He said Nash's comments include the following. We've spent plenty of money. I understand where the fans are coming from. They want to see a loaded lineup. They want to see a big star or two here. That's not necessarily what we're about in our values. We want to build our team and a holistic one from the youngest kids to the first team. That's something that doesn't always cost a lot of money. We have to keep building, keep learning, keep growing, keep making cultural hires and build something special here. So David said, let's see what happens in the off-season, but I think change in ownership is necessary. Don't the long-suffering fans deserve at least one big DP? It's been eight straight seasons without one. Before we get into that, let's just play a little bit of what Steve Nash did say in that interview didn't play it in last week's show, but after that comment, let's just play a little bit now and we'll, we'll just talk a little bit about it. You know, there's nothing hanging in the air or lingering. The team can try to make a run here for the playoffs. At the same time, we can get underway of, of trying to support our vision for the future. Uh, you know, it's invaluable in some sense to get that little bit of extra time instead of starting after the season. So, you know, it's important for us to, to stay true to our values and principles and try to build something here that, that gives us an opportunity to get better. As part of the ownership group, what are your thoughts on the, the mounting pressure from the fan base for the team to open up the purse strings a little bit more? Well, you know, we've spent plenty of money. I mean, obviously, you know, I think people are referring to signing a big DP or spending more money, but we've got loads of players, um, you know, that are making a lot of money. They're sitting on the bench. So I think, if anything, we've got to re- you know, realign our values and principles, get better at all our processes, um, recruitment especially. And, 
you know, do the best we can with the level we're at resource-wise. So you've seen it a million times in the soccer world, a team without all the resources rising to the top or outplaying their level. It's especially unique in the MLS because there's so much parity. You know, you got Toronto, whose payroll's off the charts, and they're fighting to try to get in the playoffs this year. So you just never know in this league, and anything can happen. So um, I understand where the fans are coming from. You know, I think they want to they see a, a loaded lineup, and they want to see a big star or two in here. That's natural, and uh, we appreciate that hunger and desire from them. That's not necessarily, you know, what what we're about and our values. You know, we want to try to build a team and a holistic one from the, the, the youngest kids to the first team and, you know, develop our processes and, and practices so that we can not only uh, encourage our youngsters to make the first team but also recruit well uh, and recruit well and not just in ability but in personality and really put together a team of fighters. You know, that's something that, that doesn't always cost a lot of money. And uh, the flip side is also you can spend a lot of money and uh, make the wrong decisions. So it's for us, it's about getting better at what we do, getting better at making decisions, getting better at recruiting, getting better at signing players and providing them with an opportunity to come play in a world-class facility like this center is just off the charts. Um, and a city that loves football. You know, want to see this club and these, this fan base catch fire. And, and I think, though, you know, for us to do that sensibly and sustainably, we need to be wise and we need to build. And this is an opportunity not to say, OK, panic button, let's spend a bunch of money. Let's let's risk the farm to try to, you know, win an MLS Cup in a, in a league that has shown that's not the that's not the way to the to the final necessarily. So we got to keep building, keep learning, keep growing, um, keep making cultural hires that, that build something special here. So Steve Nash there. Cultural hires—that's yeah. uh, an interesting phrase. When you there, there, there's no meaningful culture within the Whitecaps front office to like to hire to bring into. Like, it's it's just it's just a business. I also don't, don't get lose as little money as possible, make as much money as possible. You, that's the only thing that's there. Because he's saying that the the clubs needs to still learn. They're eight years into MLS. Should shouldn't they be setting and, the thing for other clubs to learn from and not learning from other clubs? Well, and most of the most of the people with the biggest influence there haven't been there just for eight years, Michael. They've yeah, been, been there, there for, for a long longer. time. And the thing is, in, the, in the, what he said was, you know, people want to see like superstars. I don't think most people want to see superstars. They want to see. Good players that can grow with these young players. Exciting you, players that will make a difference. Yeah, FC Dallas and Red Bulls don't have a major superstar on the team. They play young players, but they have quality players that play with those young players so that those young players yep. aren't left on an island. I don't want to harp back because we've talked about this before, but someone like Diego Valeri. No one knew who Diego no. Valeri was. Folk in Portland love watching Diego Valeri. I'd love a player like a Tate Valeri in a second here. Look, um, uh, Almiron in Atlanta. Yeah. Nobody knew who Almiron was, but but that, they they paid for him. Though. Oh no, they paid for him. Yeah. But that's the kind of yeah. player you need. Maybe not as yeah. good. Maybe not going to spend that much. But, but yeah, they're, they're, they're not what would be classed as the big name guy. Because let's be honest, the big name people are most likely for a lot of the folk folk that's played in the English Premiership. Maybe La Liga, maybe Serie A. La Liga, lots of folk do watch that. Yeah. To a lesser extent, the Bundesliga or something like that, because it's not a heavily watched league, and because of where it's shown on TV here, a lot of folk won't even get a chance to watch it. When you're talking about big-name players, you're thinking about players you've seen at a World Cup, or players in probably the Premiership. I don't genuinely feel we can afford anything like that. Yeah, and I, I, I though some people do want that kind of player, I, I, I agree with Steve. Like, it's not that kind of player that no. you necessarily, necessarily need. I, I would say, though, in someone like Christian Belanius, we had a big name 
World Cup player for me. But he, but he, he was wasn't getting, big he was enough. Getting for, old, yeah, no. and, he, and he wasn't and he was, big enough. Yeah, he right? was. He was slowing down, and he was getting. Yeah. Yeah. He, he never was, played yeah. in England, right? Like, yeah, um, he th- tried. There's it a, didn't work out. Yeah, there's a a few things that that were in there that both Steve said and the and David M brought up that are kind of you know frustrating or whatever or interesting. They talk a lot. He talked a lot about. Oh, we want to be a club that. Um, uh, you know, brings through players. Mm. So that's the thing, though. Again, it, it's, it's not just the MLS era. It's not just the eight years MLS. It's, it, the, the residency now academy predates that. And the fruit that's come from that is, there's been some fruit, but it hasn't been enough. And, and lots of money has been spent on that. And so when he says, oh, when you, you can build a team that way and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. But at the same time, I hear people from the front office Talking about how much they're investing in that, and it's not really doing anything. And it's, yeah, it's you have to and, get and, and they they keep on saying it's not cheap what we're doing with the academy. And I agree, it's not cheap, but it's not also not bearing the fruit. Last two questions quickly. Then in this part, is there any way, like, if the team decides to go with this young philosophy again and building up from from the first team, is there any way that a large chunk of the fan base won't equate that with them just being cheap? Because they know they've got the, the Davies money. So if they're seen not to spend it, will they just get cheap? I, I think now there's two negatives against that. One is, you, I think you're right. In some, in some, uh, in some regards, people will, will view it that way. The other problem is, what I stated before, is that people who do know what's going on or people who have been around for a long time either know or will see or have seen that it's not actually true. They say we want to do this, but they're not really doing it. And therefore, it's not really who they are. And so that's so you'll you'll have a negative because you're not because you're not doing it and because people know you're not like because it's not what the what people really want a big name or mm-hmm. a or, you know recognizable name or the kind of player Steve was talking about and you're not actually bringing through players now if they bring in players and they they have a, uh, and they're able to sell those players like through obviously highlight packages good song um, <laughs> in the preseason I think song. good rap song. Every I think people will be excited over that. Like like when Jordi yeah. Reina Jordi Reina came over, people liked what they saw of Jordi Reina in, the, in his eye. So they have to have somebody that looks dynamic and is able to fit what they need, and not just fit a, a name or something like that. Does the club have to spend money to keep a section of the fan base happy? They should spend money in order to want to compete. I, I think Michael like 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 I think the best thing for, for their narrative now this summer is that TFC missed the playoffs. You, I know you 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 cheer yeah. that TFC missed the playoffs. It's actually a negative know, thing for Vancouver. Like, oh, see, you can see, spend money and not, not make the postseason, exactly. which is a joke because they are the, already said that they're the times. they're the holders and oh, they were in the Champions. Yeah, Steve Nash has said Steve that a number yeah, said Steve that number on, on the radio too. Yeah, I know, yeah. but the, but that's. That's that's the spin that people oh, hate yeah. that, that drives and people. That's mad. what I'm saying. Is that's the worst thing for Vancouver is that TFC missed the playoffs. Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, th- this. Uh, th- okay, what was the question you just asked, Michael? Does the club have okay. to spend money to keep the fans happy? Right. So again, that's part of the problem. When you don't actually have an identity, you don't actually know who you are and who you want to be. All you're trying to do is please people so you can sell them tickets, mm-hmm. and that's not. A long-term good thing. You need to know. You need to know who you are and live that out, and be and know that some people are going to be with that, and some people are not. Anyway, we'll be back with more chat and have a bit of a fun part. I think next after this. Hi, I'm Alfonso Davies, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. 
above the streets and houses, rainbow climbing high. Everyone can see it smiling over the sky. Paint the whole world with the Rainbow, you had rainbow over here because my wife remembers. I do. Rainbow. No, I do. I I didn't uh, remember it, but then when I saw the puppet with the one with the zipper, yes, Zippy. I do. I I remember watching that when I was younger. Zippy. I'm obviously Zippy. Uh, Zach's bungle. Oh, is this this thing you were talking about on Twitter? Yep. Yeah, I don't know this thing. You're George. Cool. But Jeffrey has died. Jeffrey Hayes, mainstay of lots of people's childhoods, mine in particular. I would I would uh, equate him for people who don't know who he is to the Mister Dress Up of yes, Canada. that's what Caitlin said as well. Yeah. yeah, he basically he presented a TV show called Rainbow. It had puppets in it and a very strange dynamic of Rod, Jane, and Freddie who all seem to live together. But yes, Jeffrey Hayes he died this week. He's now up above the streets and houses in a rainbow flying high. I'm pretty sure, but it got me thinking about like children's TV shows and. I've played my wife some really weird TV shows that I grew up with. Um, you can check these out on YouTube. Bod, which was about a kid that looks like he's maybe got leukemia, but he turns out just to have no Caillou? hair. Who? Caillou? No, yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> the that would, no that that is uh, Montreal based. Caillou? Is? It's a Canadian cartoon, yeah. Well, it's also the it was that one top from Columbus Crew. They had the Caillou uniform. Yeah. <laughs> ah. So I had Bod. I had Finger Bobs. Just kind of little. Oh, thumb on your thumbs! I'll cut you. Well, what's what's your favorite shows from your childhood? Oh, I I got too many because my babysitter was essentially a TV. Um, (laughs) They just plopped me in front of the TV. Feel like this episode of Cable Guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think a couple of good ones is uh, Banana Splits. Oh, one banana, banana two banana. Yeah, I like that show. There was an anime uh, show too that I used to watch, uh, Star Blazers. I don't, you probably oh, never heard that, of that. I don't know, no. Yeah, no, that was, uh, I was so hooked onto that when I was young too, like three or four or five. Now, I'd say those two were the big ones. Obviously, the typical ones, Friendly Giant, Mr. Dress Up. Yeah, Mr. Dress Up, Mr. Sesame Rogers. Street, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's, that's Mr. Rogers. my wife mentioned. Well, the one, Mr. Rogers, know. by the way, the documentary is fantastic. Everybody should check that out. Oh, well, I haven't seen that. And Tom Hanks will be playing Mr. Rogers oh, in the yes, actor movie. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I, uh, for me, like shows when I was really young, I don't remember a lot of them except for... And I didn't watch all all of it or all the time or every day, but the G.I. Joe cartoon was really awesome when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Those ones, obviously, yeah. Transformers, yeah. G.I. Joe. No, not, I remember Transformers, but Transform- G.I. Joe was the one that was special well, that's, for me. The more you know. Yeah, the more you know. I but Mr. Ben. It was a guy. There's only 13 episodes of it. He used to go to a fancy dress shop, and then he would take a costume, go into the curtains, try the costume on, go out the curtains on the other side, and then be in an adventure. Oh, I see. Great the, stuff. Interesting. Yeah. For for me, as I got older, I like the show, like The Wonder Years. Obviously, yeah, Ooh, that's a little bit older. Sadly for me, most of my childhood heroes are in prison after Operation U Tree. But that's, <laughs> that's a, another story that's for another day. Why, why do you keep bringing that up? <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Hayes wasn't one of them, though. So R.I.P. Jeffrey. Talking about TV, we'll have a little bit of a TV section in in this part. So that means we can bring back TVOD. TVOD, TVOD, 
what, what's, what's, your kind of, what's on your TV viewing at the moment? What's your favourite TV programmes that you're watching right now? Blackish. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, I really like that show. Blackish is good. Um, Family Guy is funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just started watching Westworld for the first time because I heard the second season's coming out. Yeah, I'm behind and I haven't seen any of this. Yeah, I just, just watched two episodes yesterday, so I'm going to watch one tonight. It's, it's a little weird, but... Yeah, it's it intriguing. gets weirder. Does it? just started it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's intriguing. And what would you say is your all-time favourite TV show? All-time favourite TV show? Maybe Rocket Power. That was sick back in the day on Nickelodeon. Oh, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, Rocket Power. Look it up. It's on, uh, it was on Nickelodeon. Okay. TVOD. I don't need a TV screen. I just stick the aerial into my skin and let the signal run through my veins TVOD Good selections Eric Curtado there giving his thoughts on TV and the childhood show that he likes to watch on Nickelodeon that interview was done quite a few months yeah. back Westworld season 2 has now been and gone so yeah I, I've actually got to catch up on that cause I, I stopped watching it. it I didn't like I it I liked the first season I really loved really. the first season second one nah I haven't I haven't got it to the second season I watched the uh there's like a 1970s movie of the oh, there is. world. That's what this is based on. Yeah, so I watched that, and that was not really great. <laughs> no. W- Walking Dead was back tonight. Oh, how was that? It was good. It's the final episodes of Rick the Prick. Did, yeah. did anyone die? Yes. Oh, shocking. Mm. I, I'm full Be on careful. Team don't, Negan. Don't say too much, because some people oh, no, might not, not have caught up. I don't really care anymore. Died, but I'm full on Team Negan. I like him. Everyone likes a bad guy with a bat. He, uh, I saw him on a talk show talking about it, whatever because I know him from some other shows. And he is excellent. Yeah, um, I he, was he starts the season in prison or something. Yes, I saw a clip. Yes. Yeah, I was quite surprised though because <laughs> Greg Vanny appeared in tonight's show as the Dead Man Walking. <gasps> Doctor Who was also back today. How is that? I was going to ask you. Really good, Jodie Whittaker, yeah. first female Doctor. I'm wearing the Doctor Who T-shirt that Steve bought me for Christmas. Would you like oh. a jelly baby? Doctor, <laughs> Doctor, I was ha- talking about Doctor yes. Who today at Thanksgiving because it was really good. It was all people kind of in and around my age, and we were all just like, yeah, "Doctor Who." When we were growing up, it was so different because it was yes. like freaky, weird. Like we'd watch our favorite whatever show it was. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the show now. Like I couldn't earlier, but um, there was a show we used to watch, and then it would end, and Doctor Who would start. And it was like a black space screen with some freaky music. And like, I wasn't allowed to watch it, but occasionally, like, I'd, it would come yeah. on and I'd be like, ah! I, not, I, I, I know, still think like, of, the new one, of the new ones, I, I'm always Matt Smith. I really like Matt Smith. I, I really love Peter Capaldi. No, just because no, he's no, Scottish. I, I no, I do. He was I, 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 You're talking I, about I, the different doctors? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really hard to say that. Of I, the newer ones. I never disliked yeah. any of them. There was no. No, none of them that were really So horrible. is the newer ones, is the newer ones connected to the older ones or was it a reboot yes, or what was it? it's kind of a reboot but it's also connected. Right. They have little nods to the past. For me, the third doctor, well, John they brought all the, we is always brought, the best because he was my first. Well, there was one episode they brought all of them back. Yes. Yeah, a lot of them, whoever was alive. But this is the first time they've got a woman doctor, Jodie Whittaker. And folk might know her from Broadchurch. She was in that. Uh, two doctors now in Broadchurch because David Tennant was in that as well. Oh, I like David Tennant mm. too. But she was really good. I w- was a little bit apprehensive, but it was a really good opening thing. She has brilliant faces. She makes really funny faces. I just enjoyed it. But talking of like women going into a, a men's world, 
Could we ever see a woman in charge of a men's team in MLS? Yes. You think? Oh, yeah. It'll happen in the next... I think if it's going to happen in any top league, MLS is kind of a prime league for it. Yeah, I could see it happening. Hmm. But that brings me nicely to something I haven't done before. Flash 5. Oh, not the back... Rank it, baby. Five to one. Flash five. AFTN. Rank it, baby. Five to one. Flash five. Okay, I think that's it. I I can't rub my nipples anymore. It's like they're going to be raw. Please stop, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to play the song so I could just do that. Nothing to do with the show. (laughs) No, I thought I would do my first ever Flash five. Ooh. Wait, so we can just do our own now? Yeah. You can bring oh. whenever you want. Yeah. So I'm going to do Flash 5 Best TV Football Dramas. See, I'm not going to be able to help with that yeah. because I didn't watch mm. any of I the I saw English your ones. category. I was yeah. just like, what? There's well, one that I know of. Like that, that they... 21 Thunder? No, no, oh, no. no yeah, there, there's one. made my top five. There, there, there's one in I England. I have finished it yet. <laughs> there's a recent <laughs> one. It might be in the 2000s. Um, it was in England, but everybody basically died all the time. There was I can't remember what it was. It was like a, a club in England, maybe a lower league club, and sometimes somebody would like die in a, a car crash. There, there was Dream Team. I think it could be that. Maybe that. I what? can't remember. Why I just don't remember seeing Finished watching Twenty One Thunder. I watched the two screener episodes they sent me, yeah, and then I just never got around to watching uh-huh. it. And then they built up, and then it's on my PVR. I will finish it uh-huh. at some point. Is there ever going to be a second season? There's talks, yes, yeah. that there might be because it's on Netflix. I want to know what happens. Well. Yeah. yeah. So did I want to watch the last six episodes. But here's my Flash 5. So these are TV dramas or made-for-TV movies or plays that I've done. Steve, is there any, beside 21 Thunder, is there any one that you can think of? TV? No, not for TV football? I can't think no, of. No, I've loads. No, but I, I'm I need talking to about, give you a loan of some of these. We're talking about North America, though, yeah. Yeah, none, none of these are from North America, I've got to say. So number five, and I would have had this high, but it's not just all about football. This is England. 86 and 90, because it's a series. Is it 86, 88 and 90? It's a Shane Meadows TV series of a film that he brought out. This is England. So it's not strictly all about football, but the 86 and 90 ones are because it's set during the World Cup. It's about skinheads, hooligans, um, music at the time and football. So it's a really good drama series and there's three TV series of it and a movie. The movie's not really football related. It's just about skinheads and... Hooligans and stuff. Number four from 1972, Another Sunday and Sweet F.A. It won Play of the Year back in 1972. It's set in the world of Sunday League football by a guy called Jack Rosenthal, who did Coronation Street for years. He was one of the first writers of that. It's set in the north of England, and it's about a, a football referee that does Sunday League stuff. And it's got one of the best endings of any of these football dramas and it's just about the Wait, abuse. you're not going to ruin the ending. No, right? no. Oh, okay. It's about the abuse that referees get when they're doing these kind of Sunday league, non-league things. So it's good fun. Number three, the manageress. And this is what ties in with what we're saying. It was on Channel 4 in the UK in 1989 and 90. Two series about Gabrielle Benson, who takes charge, a woman, of struggling Blackburn Rovers in the second uh, division. Ahead of its time. Mm. Sherry Lungi played it. Or, what, or was it? I don't know. Sorry. Well, it kind of was in a way, but it wasn't because there's not really any top-class women that, that's done it. 
It covered. It was a bit stereotypical. It covered all these issues like gay footballers coming out. What or, decade was this? Eighty-nine and ninety. Ooh, it sounds like a copy of Wildcats starring Goldie Hawn in the movie. Hmm. She took over a high school football team. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what gave them the idea. Yeah. But it covered like gay footballers and racism and football hooliganism and sexism. Was that around Fashion News' death? Or was that that was later? John I think fashion? it was after actually, but yeah, the gay thing oh, yeah. was probably based on that. So I mean that that was that was really good as well. Number two for me, Murphy's Mob. It ran from eighty two to eighty five. It was a children's TV show, so it was part of my childhood, tying in with everything else we've talked about. Four series about Dunmore United, and it focused on the Junior Supporters Club. I've got all 52 episodes on DVD. It's never been released on DVD, but I managed to get it from a private collector. Some of the episodes are on YouTube, and it it was just fantastic. It was filmed at Watford and Chesterfield's old ground before they knocked it down. Vicarage Road? Yeah, yeah. Vicarage Road, and I can't remember what, Saltergate for Chesterfield. But number one for me, The Firm. 1989, made-for-TV movie for the BBC... Not the Tom Cruise movie. Well, which no, is no. A, I know I've heard of, yeah. I've heard of the firm. The, which the, is a John Grisham book. Yeah. yeah. Gary Oldman stars as a guy called Bex, who's the leader of the Intercity Crew, football hooliganism. Wait, um, Gary Oldman was a hooligan? Yeah. Wow. He is superb in it. And it's about his, all these gangs that fight at the football, but then they get together to travel to Europe with England. But then there's still some rivals and the gangs and stuff not wanting him to be leader and stuff. Is that one on YouTube? It probably will be, actually. I really recommend it. It's called The Firm. I think it is on you. Alan Clark wrote it. He also did two of my other favourite movies, Scum and Made in Britain. And Scum had Ray Winston in it. Who We yeah. talked about that. And he was meant to play the lead in The Firm. But as he told us when we chatted to him last year, Gary Oldman took my gig. So that is my Flash 5. We won't play the music again. Oh, thank you. Hmm. But... <laughs> Let's just continue just to round this part off with a, a bit more light-hearted fun. It's time to play 30 Seconds to Mars. Yes, 30 Seconds to Mars is back, but I've rebooted it and I've revamped it. Wow. We are going to do this, not on a weekly basis, but regularly between now and the end of the season. Wait, wait, what? Sorry, the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be short. One week only. Um, No, between now and the end of the year, I'm going to tally the points up, and at the end of the year, someone, I'm going to give someone a golden Mars bar. Wait, what? A golden Mars bar? What is that? Let's just say my wife likes it. That's all you need to know. You'll find out at the end of the year. So remember, Steve can't eat chocolate, right? Exactly. I'll bite all the chocolate off. What I was going to do tonight was bring two Mars bars and then show you one and you'd go, or he would go, I can't eat chocolate, and then bring out one that I'd bitten all the chocolate off and go, there you go, that's for you. But anyway, I didn't have time for that. So what we're going to do, I've got four envelopes here. You'll each pick an envelope. The theme this week is starting 11. I'll explain as we go through it. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Thanks, man. Do you want envelope A or B? B. Okay. 
You only put this in the envelope in order to make the noise. Yeah. So, you're each going to have 30 seconds yeah. to name as many players from a specific starting 11, Whitecaps starting 11, as you can. Oh, this could be impossible. You'll no, get no, no. one I'm horrible at years. You'll get one point for each correct answer. If oh, you get all 11, you'll get five. Well, he's going nah, first. He's going first. Well, no, you'll, you'll get your own thing. Is this a certain year? Yes. Oh, if anything before. If you get all 11, you'll get five bonus points, but you're only allowed three wrong guesses, and then your turn is over. I might as well just do the three guesses. So Let's I will just start. We're late start. for break right now. No, you're going to do great, Steve. No, you will, because you've actually got a really good one here. What you have is a starting 11 from March 19th, 2011. I told you, super easy. It's the first Whitecaps lineup, starting lineup in MLS against TFC. Oh, it's easy. See, I wasn't even here yeah. for that game. So how many Can I do it? No, no, I'll do it. Start now. Alain Rochat. Yep. Um, Jonathan Leathers. Yep. Um, Eric Castley. Yep. Uh, Russell Tybert. Yep. Terry Dunfield. Yep. Um, Jay Nolly. Yep. Oh, Six crap. so far. G Demerit. Yes, seven. Uh, who's his? Boxel was yes, his eight. Oh, that's the back line. Um, who else was Three in the midfield? To go. Oh, I'm trying to go blank on the rest. Five of Five seconds. Oh, freaking! I've got it. Okay, okay can we? Can I try and finish it? Yeah, if you want. Okay, so uh, did you say David Cumento? No. He's, he's, in, he's, one of the missing he's ones. in there for sure. Oh, uh, Atiba Harris? Yes, I oh. did think he'd get Atiba. Um, and there's one to go. Oh, hang on. He scored a goal, too. Yeah, he did. I'm not sure um, if Chester thigh. Okay. I don't know if this was a substitute or not. Okay. What, can I ask a question? No. No. Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> I want to finish tonight's show. Okay. I'll go with. David. Did you say Terry Dunfield? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll give you... West Knight? Was it West Knight? No, uh, West Knight was a sub. It was your good friend, Gershon Kofi. Right, of course. West Knight was a sub. So eight points to Steve. Good start. Way to go. Yeah, so, I won't get close. It's just a good selection of the... That was the only one I could maybe... This means you get envelope A. Yeah. And yours is... And I think you'll like this. No. The 2015... Voyager's Cup final second leg... Brutal. ...against Montreal... Where we won our first ever Voyager's Cup. Oh, I wouldn't even get and that. And your 30 seconds starts now. Gershon Kofi. Yes, you got him this time. Russell Tiber. Yes. Oh, man. Um, Christian Tachera. Yes. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Octavio <laughs> Rivero. Yes, four. Um, Tim Parker. Yes, five. Kendall Waston. Um, Stephen Bateshire. Yep. Jordan Harvey. Yep. Five seconds. Uh, who was the? Oh, David Osted. Yep. Oh, oh and your time is up. So I got nine. Okay, wait. Can I get so the other ones? Yeah, wait, can I get two to go. Okay, wait. Uh, I, I got June Marcus Davidson. No. Oh, was it? Twenty fifteen. Uh, hang oh, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me just think for a second. Uh, you had the Octavio, Christian Tatera. Uh, okay, no, no, Gershon Col- Col- did I say it? I said I said Russell, right? Yes. I said Russell, okay, right? The two you're missing where? The wrong one. The two oh, you're missing Pedro? where? No, Pedro? Yep, Pedro, Pedro and Kakuta. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. So it's nine to eight. Are we done? No. no? Oh, okay. More. <laughs> so we're going back in time to the NASL. Different category now. NASL, USL, pre-White <sighs> oh, Caps. Nothing. Or pre Still starting 11s? Yep. Oh. Steve's behind, so he gets first pick again. C or D? F. <laughs> See, okay. I'm not gonna get anything here. If it's NASL, I, I'm out. Uh, there's oh, no. it is NASL. It's super soccer, soccer bowl. 
1979 soccer ball yeah. winning well, team. See, I'm not going to remember. I could, I, I could get some of these. I got, I got some, yeah. yeah. So your 30 seconds starts now. Valentine, Leonard, Bobby Lenarduzzi. Yep. Um, Park. The goalkeeper, Park. Parks, no? I'll give you it, yeah. Phil Parks. Uh, Phil Parks. Um, I can't remember anybody else. The guy who scored. Um, Alan Ball. Yep. Um, oh, what's his name? Smallish guy. Yep. Um, uh, Hector. Yes. He's a big guy, though. Yep. Um, I'm five so seconds to go. You've got five. The goal scorer. I don't remember the goal scorer. <laughs> Alan, your time is up. Trevor Weimark? Yep. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Uh, who, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, hang on, hang on. Let me see. I don't know if I can get any other ones. Um, uh, Peter Beardsley. No. No, he oh, wasn't on there? Think of when both of you are staring at yourself naked in the mirror. Pride? We Willie Johnson? <laughs> yeah, okay. That's <laughs> Willie Johnson Pride, was one. That's <laughs> I think I didn't get that. Okay. okay. Um, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Is. Um, Okay, no, let's go, let's go to his, okay. please. Buzz Parsons, That's John Craven, Roger Kenyon. Craven, oh, I should have known Ray that Ray Lewington. Oh, yeah, and that was him. Okay, so I got to get 2006 or 2008 USL Cup final. Please, be yes, one of those. Yes, you've got one of those. You've got the 2008 <sighs> okay. Cup final Shoot. against Puerto Rico oh, Island. Man. You only need five Shh. to win. Well, it's carrying on, so we're well, going to be doing this for weeks. Well, now I've got studying to do. <laughs> So, yeah, you have 30 seconds to name the starting 11 in the 2008 USL Championship game Shoot. against Puerto Rico Islanders. Go. Jay Nolly. Yep. Charles BK. Yep. Martin Nash. Yep. 2008. Jeff Clark. Yep. Uh, Steve Kindle. Yep. Uh, Al- Alfredo Valente. Yep. Um, oh, shoot, man. Uh, Jordy Lyle? No. That's one oh. wrong. Um... Why am I forgetting? Oh, Wesley Charles? Yes. Um, Two seconds to go. What are you doing? Oh, J- Justin Moose. I will give you that right in the wire. Okay. You got eight. I gave that to you. I don't know how you got that from this. Oh, I wasn't getting that from that. Oh, I, He set up BK on one of the goals. So you didn't get Lyle Martin. Oh, he played right back instead of Jordy Lyle. Yeah, okay. Ethan Gage. Ethan Gage. The Gage is full. And Eddie Sabrango. Oh, of course. With he put up front. Wow. So, scores just now. 17 to Zach. 13? 13 to Steve. Yeah, that's way higher than I thought it was going to get. And we'll be back with more. After this. Hi, I'm Jordan Much, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Rage Against the Machine, Gorilla Radio. Like the best song I think we've ever played on this show. <laughs> I, I I honestly don't understand how they could possibly even work the boards. I know they're clever and all, but 
They've got big paws. It's like the, how the gorilla radio. Oh, gorilla radio. Well, yeah. it's spelled differently. Oh, I like gorillas. <laughs> And that's the name of the song, not the name of the band either. I, I think Zach's just got the joke. <laughs> I like orangutans. Anyway. Talking of monkeys. Oh, man. You're listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio. If you're in, in your dorm room having a lonely Thanksgiving, we hope we've brought some... Something. Something to your life. <laughs> Don't know what. If, but you, yeah. if you need to talk, the call-in number is... Yeah, give us a call. Um, we're going to talk about Canada in this part. Now, the, the men's squad was announced for the game against Dominica on October 16th. Three white caps, as we mentioned, Davies, Tybert and Henry. First call-up for Balu Tabla. Yeah, it seems like he's committed. He's committed. Woo! I, I, I can't see... Who was that goalkeeper that... Was committed and then all of a sudden last second switch to... Asmir Begovic? That's it, yeah. We Mafia. surely are going to cap time in this just to make sure. Oh, for sure. He's oh, going to be, be yeah. starting. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, are you committed? Are you surprised that he committed at this point? No. This is the this is the point you expect him to commit. He he, uh, for people who don't know his story, right? He's he's from or he from or he has ties to the Ivory Coast, right through his family. Yeah. So he, no, I think he was born there. I think he was born there and yeah. raised in Canada, and yeah. raised in Mon- like, Montreal area. I think he came. He mentioned he was came at eight years old or something like that. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. So yeah, sorry, I don't know all the details, sir. Yeah. But basically, he, he was he was a young player at the Impact when Drogba was there. Yeah, and so Drogba, I think, whispered in his ear. Yeah, said, "Hey, come and play for Ivory Coast. You can help make us great again, or whatever." Oh, that's sort of bad phrase. Um, help make us return us to our did former glories. No, he did not have a hat. <laughs> um, and. Uh, yeah, so I think that he was speaking this year about that. But then, then they didn't qualify for the World Cup, yeah. which is one thing. Two, Canada got the twenty twenty six World Cup. So in his lifetime, he knew if he played for Canada yeah. and he continued to perform, obviously, he's guaranteed a world a World Cup to play in. Plus, when then you look at the 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 even though they sort of came up at the same time, the elevation of of Alfonso Davies yes. in his play and the fact that he was sold to Bayern Munich, yes. you see the. He sees like there's somebody that he can run with, yes. on the team and everything like that. I think so. That makes I think all difference. those things coming together make make a lot of sense of this timing, and it's great because it's not like a hey he's signing up right before like a final of a tournament, yeah. right? Like it's like no, he's saying I'm gonna. He's playing against Dominica. So the, yeah. the, the bigger the bi- it's still cap tied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, the bigger thing is for me, and I said this last week, the potential because we've talked about this with, even with Vancouver with the Whitecaps, right? Like. Sometimes you need to do things at the lower levels, the, so the younger levels of your club, in this case the national team, to help spur on things with your first team. And I'm really interested to see if there's any chance of guys like him and Alfonso playing for the U20s and U20 World Cup qualifying and or mm. the Olympic qualifiers. Because I think those like the potential for them to go there and – do well and raise the profile in the in our in our in our country and for themselves raise their own their own profile. Remember, Blue's only signed to a Barcelona uh, only. Blue is yeah. signed to a Barcelona B contract at the time. Yeah. at this time. So I would think he's more likely to get released than possibly Fonzie if Fonzie was playing in the first team. True. Herdman's talked previously. He talked about it during the Whitecaps game in a very bizarre interview in TSN where they're. 
They were actually interviewed oh, the half-time. during the match. Oh, was it the halftime? It was, was just no, after the second half started. It was just after started. the second half started. They oh, were talking right. to him during the match. I saw him there on the screen, but yeah. Just very weird. But he has talked about the message that he has for these guys is that they've got a chance to really make history with totally. Canada. Or you could go and play for another team. He referenced France. No, no, he a small call. Actually, Portugal. Oh, Portugal. Yeah, and he, I think he was mentioning, uh, I can't remember the centre-back's name, is it Ricardo Ferreira? Um, he he's a Canadian, uh, born in Ontario, and he's uh, right now he's, he put, went through the Portugal youth level, and he's like twenty five. He played one friendly so far against the U.S., and I think that's somebody that he wants to bring in, and that's why yeah. he was mentioning Portugal. Sorry, did you say center back? Because Canada needs some center. Yeah, they he's a, badly he's a, do. I think he's playing for Braga. I think if I'm not mistaken, yeah. but I can't remember. I'll look it up. Braga is that beautiful stadium where like one end is a rock. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I, another guy you think. There's been murmurs he might get his first cap and get capped out in this one as Boosty, the goalkeeper. I, I hope he does. I hope he does as well. Yeah, he's a young keeper at Juve. Yeah. And obviously Buffon's move on and Chesney's playing. And if you've followed Chesney's career, I don't think it you know, I don't think he's gonna be you know, he's not gonna be like Buffon. He's not gonna be yeah. there until he's it's a great chance 40. for Boosty to yeah. to play top level football and to so, get him cap tied while we can so, would be good as so well. So could you imagine like in a year from now, or it may be further down the road, you have you have a Canadian playing for Barcelona, Bayern Munich, and Juventus. Yeah. Not Don't forget the, Liverpool, yeah, possibly. Oh, right. Yeah, Liam, as as Liam, much right? as I hate yeah. Glasgow Rangers, it's like it's a big team as well for Scott Arfield and yeah. stuff. But he's not young. One guy that's, no, true. One guy that's back with the club yeah, is David Edgar. David Edgar comes back into yep. the in the lineup. Um, I think he, he's playing for Ottawa right now. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah I, it makes I'm, me I'm furious. Pl- <laughs> I'm really pleased to to see Edgar. I'm back. So happy I, for I him. honestly think that if he didn't get injured um, in that freak accident, the hit and run or whatever it was, that I think he's still still be well, maybe not still be with the Whitecaps, but at least have played that one year with the Whitecaps, and then maybe going back to Europe. or something. I would still have kept him here. I, I that accident really set him back. He went away. I know, but still keep him here, especially yeah. when you look at what's happened with our defense this year. I would have kept him instead of I would I would have kept him instead of bringing in Henry or Aha even. Yeah, but but we also know without going into details, we know they had other other plans and and well, yes, previous off seasons. Yeah, you talked about needing Canadian defenders. Apart from apart from this guy, are there any Canadian defenders out there that? Well, we mentioned Ricardo for yeah. uh, he's born in Mississauga. Actually, I saw, I saw he was a part of the TFC academy, and then he went to AC Milan on a free transfer. Then eventually went to Portugal. Um, there's also the kid, and I don't know if that, how much how much of a chance they have that uh, the one that was born in Calgary plays for Chelsea, but is on loan somewhere. Mm. I, I can't oh, I, yes. I can't remember his name. Uh, it's, uh, it's a it's a name that I probably will mispronounce. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Um, it starts about. with a T. The last name, but I can't remember his name. But that would be a guy you would want to go after because he's kind of in that Alfonso Davies age group. Uh, but he he did with uh, leading not lead, but he he started for England on the U twenty one World Cup team that won the World Cup. So how much? It's going to be pretty hard to get that guy into your lineup. But again, that's going back to what Herman says. He, he, You're a small cog in yeah. England, or you can actually create history. He with did Canada. play for Canada too, uh, in a win against England, and then Marcus Rashford got in his ear and tra- got him to England. So it, it's, a, it's an exciting Rashford. time. It would just be great if we had 
what looked like a solid yeah. defence to, the, to uh, go with it all. There's that other guy, uh, I don't know if he's played for Italy, uh, Chris, Cristante or something, Brian Cristante. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's played for Italy yet. I can't remember what his status is. Yeah. But the, the more that you're attracting these players, then the more chance that some of them might want to make the move back. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. That should be a, an interesting game. Should be an easy win for Canada. Someone that's got it a bit tougher, the women just now, they're in World Cup qualifying, down in Edinburgh, Texas. Bizarre name for a place. Don't know what happened to the H. Yeah, well, the, do you think it was supposed to be Edinburgh? I think it was, because the Americans pronounce Edinburgh Edinburgh, or Edinburgh, some of them say. So I think that was what it was probably based on. But Christine Sinclair tweeted some stuff out just before the tournament got underway. A little bit critical of the CSA for not she felt they weren't publicising the tournament and it was just publicising the men constantly. Uh, so I can understand that perspective and I think there's some validity to it. I think on the other side of things, uh, I think what the CSA is trying to do is this, uh, the games in Texas, for the, for the qualifying for, te- for women is in Texas. This game coming up next week is in Canada and they need to sell tickets. And tickets to sales are not going super great. Like I think they're somewhere between. It's not surprising though. Yeah, they're somewhere between six and ten thousand, right? And so, I I think that's I think that was the heart of them them Imagine hyping up the game. Imagine if you had a game like that, a BC place. What we would draw here? We can only dream. Well, so no, yeah. So talking to some guy, some people in the in the in the Canadian supporter community, like this is they're some of the things they talk about, like the questions, like. Yeah, the, well, the price for this match, I think, is probably higher than you would like to see for the level of, of competition slash opponent. Opponent, yeah. Dominica played in Toronto like a year or two ago or yeah, whatever whatever it was. World Cup qualifying. Now, Toronto hasn't had a game since like la. Oh, it's been a little while. They had a, uh, was it a friendly? They had a, a game. But it, but they're not, there shouldn't be exhaustion in, the, in, in their community no. for Canadian games. But yeah. It's hard to explain, I think, to some people about the Nations Cup as well. So, I mean, it's a new competition. But that's the thing. You it's should like be, a glorified friendly. You should say it's a qualifying for the Gold Cup, right? That's yeah. in part what it's doing, right? And they could see a team and seeding for in red mm. at their home win a game. Mm. <laughs> no, but well, but the bigger thing, and this is what they have been promoting, is Tablas coming, Davies is going to be here, yeah. like that, that kind of stuff. What I would also say, though, is John Herdman has made himself available to lots of conference calls. Before all the squad announcements, there has not been any conference call with the new coach, Kenneth. Oh, right, for the women. Yeah, right, for yeah. the women. So there's been nothing like that. So the player availability was get in touch, and if you want to speak to folk, we'll see what we can do. What's his name again? Kenneth Holler or yeah. something. Like? What's your frequency, Kenneth? Ah. Now, if we ever get him, we can use that as our intro song. Totally. But the women did get off to a good start. 2 0 win over Jamaica. Yep. Um, off their own accord in the first match two goals from Prince back from the dead putting two away hitting a bit of a purple patch I I feel (laughs) they've got Cuba on Monday so I mean right now it's looking good but it's when it gets to the final four in the semi-final stage that everything's on the line then if everything goes according to plan they're gonna it's obviously between them and Costa Rica for that group uh, uh, you know top and they should be able to beat Costa Rica then after that, you expect the Me- United States to be on top of their group. Mexico is going to finish second. So it's yeah. basically 
play Canada, Mexico. Mexico is it usually seems to yeah. end and up it, being... And if they happen to lose to Mexico, then the team that they will probably play is Costa Rica again in order yeah. to make it to the World Cup. So they should have uh, a they run through. They should do it, yeah. yeah it, it depends on how good Costa Rica is. I saw Ginny and Becky got sponsored by Nike. Oh. It's nice for her. Yeah, good for her. Do you think Kendall Watson would sneak down there and like dress up, you know, put like a wig on or something like that and try to play for the women Costa Ricans? I don't don't see that happening. Mm. Never know. You're looking for like a plot for a movie, Steve? Possibly. I think that was Ladybugs. You can work on some photos. No, there was a different one too with, uh, what's her name? Amanda... Oh, Burn or... Yes. I'm thinking actually of the one with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, Ladybugs. Yeah. 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 You, you can do your Flash 5 really crap football movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some, some, been some horrendous ones. Whenever Americans try to make a soccer yes. or a football show, oh, I have got worst. some really good ones, which I am going to do. What was the one where later. Will Ferrell was the coach of the Kicking league? and screaming. Yeah, that, there was some humor in that. Yeah. Somebody that isn't part of the Canadian national team, though, for this Dominica game is Marcel de Jong. Yeah. But I think what everyone wants to know is not so much why he isn't in the squad, but does he fancy a chocolate digestive? So you sit at home at night, Marcel, and you decide to have a hot beverage. What would be your hot beverage of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Um, definitely tea. I'm not a coffee guy. I never drink coffee, so uh, tea for sure. And do you like biscuits, cookies? Do you have a sweet tooth? Uh, yes, I kind of have a sweet tooth. A lot of biscuits, and uh, we always go to this uh, this Dutch store in, in, in Vancouver, and we we'll buy our uh, Dutch uh, cookies. Ah, so uh, strip waffles. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. That's the one. So far, yeah. yeah, yeah. We we've got a Dutch guy that listens, and right. he sent us some um, strip waffles, and oh, I can't remember what the other ones were. Little kind of cinnamon things. Yeah, I forget what they're called I, now. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, they were delicious. Yeah, you so, put them on, on a, a cup of tea, yeah. put them up there, and it yeah. melts a little bit. It's perfect. Awesome. Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive? Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive? Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive? Anyone fancy a chocolate I'm David Edgar, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Sober Motel by Dilly Dally. Yeah. You're back listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM. Someone that's been spending a lot of times in motels, and I'm sure sober, are the the college kids right now because it's full-blown college season. Got to give a big shout-out to both UBC Thunderbirds and SFU clan, both unbeaten, both going for national titles. UBC, of course, hosting the Nationals here in November. Hopefully, folk can get out for that. It's the first, well, second weekend in November. A lot of ex-White Caps players on the team, and they've got a great start to the season. The clan 
11-0 to start their season as well, going to try and win their first NCAA Division II title. Try and get up to watch these guys up on the mountain or out to Thunderbird Stadium. Lots of great football to be had. But now it's my favourite time of the show. It's wavelength time. And I had to had to change things up this week because I played no fun football last week. I was expecting us to lose to Toronto on Saturday. <laughs> so I had We Hate Football lined up by a Dutch punk band called Speed Twins. So I'll keep that for a, a little bit. So I thought I'm going to go a little bit upbeat. So I've gone with an English comedian from 2018. His name is Gareth Cooper. And this is just called Put That Ball. Yeah! 
Gareth Cooper put that ball. A message to the Whitecaps for these last three games. Just go out there, put that ball. Where it needs to go. Yeah. And where does it need to go? In the back of the net. Another one of your great selections. It was. You'd have liked We Hate Football if I'd gone with that. And then you got to keep the ball out of certain places too. Yes. Uh, I've always had trouble putting it where it needs to go. But I'll tell you something that doesn't. BC Soccer Web Headlines. Are we back to BC Soccer Web No, headlines? he's not back yet. <laughs> yeah, he's still He's away. in France or something. So, um, <laughs> This is Steve's headlines. Pander's pick headlines comes to you in conjunction with stevepander.com. Please, Bill, come back. Your, your one-stop guy that spends us, hours playing his PlayStation and ignoring his kids, <laughs> forgetting to pick them up. No, I picked them up. They got picked up on time. But you, you were late. The Spider-Man was fantastic. Great game. Really top-notch. Okay, so uh, we got a few headlines. It's really dropped off him. He's got webbed feet now. Yeah. Uh, a few headlines here. A follow-up from before. Danish FA has agreed with on a six-year pay deal with the Players' Union. So we won't see any of the um, uh, football tricksters, lawyers, uh, and uh, oh, dentists. What about the little but, guy that does the lure pack ads? Uh, maybe, no, I don't so there's know. a chance for David Osten. Oh, possibly, yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, another. This is actually a pretty big story. BN launches a one billion dollar claim against Saudis, Saudi Arabia, for IP thera- theft as Qatar. Oh my God! As Qatar state goes to WTO for help. Basically, um, there is a, a channel. Oh it's, yes. It's called Biot Q or something like that. It's a pri- pirate yes. broadcaster. They're basically ripping off all BN's stuff. Jeez, yeah. yeah, and so. Um, they, they're apparently uh, gonna, they've, they've obviously put in a claim for that. There's also the FIFA Premier League, um, Europa uh, La Liga, France League One, uh, uh, Syria. There's other sports too. Motor One, VMSL. No, I don't think so. Uh, but a lot of those guys are assuming they're going to be putting claims in for this, like uh, uh, yeah. cases against these guys as well. So yeah. it's an interesting thing that's going to happen here. I first read about this a few months ago, and then it all seemed to well not die down. Obviously, it's big over there, but. Folk weren't talking about it, but now this is this yeah. could have serious I'm hope, I'm just hoping it doesn't affect gas prices. Mm. <laughs> well, they, that's true. Yeah, yeah. They, they could raise gas prices because of this. Um, we were talking about it earlier, Kai Kamara. Uh, FIFA has suspended Sierra Leone uh, until government returns. Uh, the corruption haunted Johansson to um, SLFA. I believe it was linked to selling old football strips to Canadian <laughs> supporters groups, potentially. <laughs> No, I, well, I don't think it has anything to do with that. You should, the head of their FA is a woman. Yes, it's like on oh, the first. Her name is Isha uh, Johansson. Yeah, um, she's. They've been actually uh, shut out uh, of the premises while the police are um, investigating what's been going on. So basically, they sort of said she was. They claim she did something that was corrupt in the past. Well, no, the the, the they're, they're, what the claim. Uh, I, this seemed like it was from the person who wrote the article. Um, they said the basically the quote in the article was. Uh, FIFA money has been pouring right. into the country with very little evidence of f- football development. Right. Um, and then obviously uh, uh, FIFA has requested that they were uh, allowed to back into offices to ensure that the operations of the SLFA, including FIFA funded projects, are not jeopardized. Right. So just we've talked about this in the past, but the way FIFA works is there cannot be any interference from any governmental yep. agencies. And they're very big on no corruption. <laughs> yes. And so when that happens, you lose basically like you lose your license, you lose your ability to to be a part of anything. So this is why 
Kai Kamara might not be missing on the 17th if this if this is still going on. Um, and, hopefully it gets resolved. Yeah, and uh, small news, uh, well, not small news, but uh, the temporary Rowdies have new owners. Oh, yeah. They've been Ooh. sold to the Major League Baseball's Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Now, uh, you might think this is a good thing. Uh, the only problem is, is there's been rumors in the baseball world that the Tampa Bay Devil Rays will be relocated. Um, they're not having a good time in Tampa Bay. They have a horrible stadium and everything like that. So they might not be there much longer anyway. So I, this might not be a great thing for the Rowdies either. So we'll see what happens like that. Canadian news, uh, we talked about a top level before. But CPL news, um, Forge FC has named their coach uh, and technical director. Same guys from Sigma FC. Yeah. Bobby Smirinotis. I'm you, hoping I pronounced that right. You just call him Bobby. <laughs> I'll call him Bobby. Yeah. Bobby S. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, he's built a, a Mississauga-based uh, powerhouse, a youth academy, um, which we named Sigma FC. They, they call it one of the sports, uh, you know, in North America, actually, one of the best development programs out there. Uh, players that have come out of there is uh, Kyle Lahren, yeah. Kyle Becker, uh, and um, other guys Manchuk named Kyle. James. Ma- Manchuk James. Uh, he, he was also came out Whatever of happened to the, what's his name? His last name was Welshman. Emery Welsh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is he at still Salt Lake? He's somewhere. He is with Cincinnati, or he was oh, with Cincinnati. Okay. He went to Toronto then, or he was in Toronto at some point. Anyways, he's a Sigma guy. Yeah, so it's good. What do you guys think about that? But he's not really a, a well-known person. No, but uh, Sigma but, have but, been doing amazing stuff yeah, for years. So obviously and, Ontario yeah. people, the soccer yeah. community knows him. Kanda White, he's not <clears> as well-known as like as, uh, Stephen Hart or some of the other guys that were named. So uh, it seems like they... They went for somebody, in, not a name, but uh, somebody that can develop. Yeah, develop and has good connections in the development world. Apparently, it, Emery Welshman is still playing for FC Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati, okay. It, it'll be interesting to see how that how that plays out at Forge. I think what they've chosen to do is kind of go with the English model, where the the most of the, the CPL clubs, basically, is uh, the manager is also the GM, essentially, Yeah, which is not the continental European model. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. That your headlines? That's it. That's wow. it. Wow, come back, Bill. So yeah, we, we need Bill, you, Bill. We need Bill more things to talk about. Right, well, we've made the time up that we'd overrun, so that's good. <laughs> so just let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter, at WhitecapsBead, but no point calling me because I'll be looking for headlines. For me, it's at Zachary Am, and I'm a part of the Movement Curva Collective. And Steve says he's looking for headlines. I'm we know he's playing lines. PlayStation and he's playing lines. with Spider-Man. That's why I need Bill back. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Michael McCall. You can follow me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Read our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. And give us a follow on Instagram at AFTN Soccer. Anyway, we will be back next week. Until then, thanks for listening. Take care. And more the caps. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life.
E F